You're listening to the Tapis Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a show that discusses various aspects of the paranormal world, with paranormal news, ghost stories, interviews, and much more. And without further ado, let's get into some talking points. Hi guys, Scott here from Tepes Paranormal and welcome to episode 1 of the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point Podcast, a new show in which I plan on discussing a variety of aspects of the paranormal world. So for this episode, we're going to talk about a number of topics, the first of which is me. I thought it would be good for you as listeners to get to know me and to get to know my thoughts on the paranormal as well as my interest, my beliefs, my experiences and things that have happened to me. So let's get into it. I'm Scott. I'm the lead investigator and founder of Tepes Paranormal. I am a firm believer in the paranormal, though I try and take a sceptical and scientific approach to everything I do. I'm not the sort of person that just instantly believes paranormal claims. I need proof, evidence, and I need to experience something myself. I'm also quite sceptical when it comes to certain elements of the paranormal, including psychics and things like mediums. Though again, I am willing to be proven wrong if I receive an experience based on a medium or psychic that I can't explain. My particular interest in the paranormal is in the fields of shadow figures, which are dark shadowy masses with weight and mass that have unexplainable sources. They're not shadows. They are people but they're all black, they're sometimes fuzzy. It's like a shadow is just standing up right in front of you. I also have a keen interest in black-eyed ghost children, or BEKs as they're also known. This is a phenomenon that's worldwide and is frequently discussed in the news and in newspapers. Canic Chase in the UK had a large number of sightings of black-eyed ghost children around 2014. Nobody quite knows where they came from or where they've since gone. Nobody knows why they were there. But the common theme of black-eyed ghost children is that they ask to gain entrance to a location. Once you let them in, they disappear. This could be they turn up at your car late at night, knocking on the window asking to be let inside, or they'll knock on your door asking to be let in. The black-eyed children don't look like normal children, because their eyes are solid black. They're also not wearing clothes from the current time period, but other than that, they do look normal. I also have a keen interest in the fields of cryptozoology, which is the study of cryptids. Creatures that are unproven to exist, such as Mothman, Bigfoot, the Chupacabra, etc. I will in the future do a cryptozoology special where I just talk about cryptids, my thoughts on certain cryptids, possibly list off some cryptids, and generally discuss them. I'm also very keen on demonology, the study of demons. This includes things such as the succubus and the incubus, which, again, I find fascinating. So I've been interested in paranormal investigation for a long time, since quite early in my life. This was then ramped up in 2012, when I had my own paranormal experience. I'll talk about that in a minute. Since then, I've taken steps to try and investigate the paranormal to the best of my ability, and to gain further knowledge and a good understanding. I don't claim to know the answers. I'm here to learn, I'm here to experience new things, and I'm here to try and figure out what ghosts are, what spirits are, what paranormal entities are, what they want, their intentions. My personal favourite style of paranormal investigations include EVP sessions, the use of digital recorders to capture spirit voices that can't be heard with the human ear, as well as spirit box sessions, the use of devices and applications that take external influences, Changes in the temperature, the magnetic fields in the air. 
to select specific sounds, words and noises from word banks and then play them out loud. It's this style of investigation that's said to string together sentences in spirit boxes. It plays a sort of bass white noise from which noises, words, chunks are thrown out at random. These noises and words are said to be influenced by spirits who can then pick what words and noises are made and in turn construct sentences. There are a number of paranormal locations that I have a great interest in. For me personally, a lot of these are prisons, with Eastern State Penitentiary being quite high on my list of places I'd love to investigate. I also am very interested in Alcatraz, and it's a location that I would love to go to one day and conduct a paranormal investigation at. So, next I want to talk about my paranormal sighting. In 2012, I saw a shadow person, a figure that I can't explain the source and the origin of. To set the scene, it was the middle of the day. I was sat on the bed next to my mum in her bedroom. We were watching the TV, and we both, out of the corner of our eye, saw a figure walk up the stairs that was visible from the bed. This figure had mass and weight to it. We both assumed it was my father who was downstairs at the time, and so we started speaking to him. After a little bit of time with no reply, we shouted his name. He then came to the bottom of the stairs, much to our shock. We were both convinced that someone had come up the stairs. We both saw it at the same time. We both interacted with it as if it was a person, because we genuinely believed it was. To set the scene further, at the top of the stairs is my bedroom. At the time, I was 14 years old, and I was terrified to go into my bedroom after this event. Eventually, we got up and went to check. I was worried that someone had broken in, and when we went to check, there was no one there. Now, I would have assumed that this was my brain playing tricks on me, if not for the fact that it was seen by multiple people. The fact that both my mother and I both saw the same entity makes me think that there was definitely something there. And it was this that spurred on my interest in the paranormal further really pushing me to investigate more. Since this moment, things have happened that have led me down the path I'm currently on. It was this event that led to the founding of Tepes Paranormal. Not long after this event, on April 6th, 2012, Tepes was founded. Tepes, which is short for the English Paranormal Investigation Society, was originally a website where I would post regular blog updates, as well as talk about things that I had heard and seen in the news and just generally post content. This content included a creature feature, where I would take an entity from the paranormal world and write an almost essay, a report about it, in a sort of encyclopedia style to compile a list of different entities. The creature feature is no longer available, and it was stopped due to a number of reasons, including that there were events going on at the time that meant that it was difficult to compose new ones. However, it's something that I will look to bring back in the future and may talk about further on this podcast. In 2020, I started the Tapas Paranormal YouTube channel, a place where I post a number of videos regularly. In these videos, I investigate a number of different things, such as possessions of haunted objects, dolls, different gemstones, etc. Things that I find online that people claim are haunted, and I buy to try and see if they are. This includes Stacy, my most infamous purchase. Stacy's a haunted doll that's on the shelf next to me. She is supposedly the spirit of a young girl that, after dying, attached herself to a doll. I've tried several forms of communication to speak to Stacy, including EVP, spirit box, as well as using a EMF teddy bear that detects motion and changes in energy. I've captured some unexplainable phenomenon from this, including voices when doing a spirit box session, and some answers to my questions that are 
slightly odd, though not definitive in any way. Since founding Tepper's Paranormal, Tepes has gone on to do a number of different things. In 2018, Tepes visited Rye Castle in the town of Rye. This castle, also known as the Ypres Tower, was a fortification used during the Battle of Hastings. This castle is said to be haunted and it's home to a number of supposed spirits. While at the castle, I filmed an interview with a member of staff named Tobias, who told me about a number of paranormal things that took place there. The castle's women's tower was said to be heavily haunted, and regularly on the CCTV cameras they would see things move, small white orbs that were there one minute and were not the next. They'd also hear footsteps upstairs, when they knew they were alone in the building. The following year, in 2019, Tepes visited Italy, Lake Garda. Now, Lake Garda is home to a cryptozoological creature, Benny the Lake Monster. Since the Middle Ages, there have been sightings of sea monsters that terrified local fishermen all around the lake. The most known sighting of Benny is from the 17th of August 1965, when a group of ten tourists saw a ten-metre-long sea creature that resembled a snake rising out from the water. Once this creature had realised it had been seen, it then dove deep back down underneath the surface. Since this sighting, there have been more and more sightings each year. Because of the frequency of sightings, this monster's earned the nickname of Benny, in honour of the lake's ancient name, Benico. A number of theories have been put forward for this creature's existence, including that it's a large catfish or eel, though there's no confirmed proof of this creature existing at all. But there's also no proof to say otherwise. And as such, Benny continues to be an unexplainable cryptozoological creature. Another location that Tepes has visited is Saltram House in Plymouth. Saltram House is an old estate on which the ghost of a child has been frequently sighted at the foot of beds. Guests of the house would wake up late at night and see these children standing near them. A maid is also said to roam the halls of the house at night, walking from the kitchens to the library, which used to be a dining room. Investigating these locations has been of great interest, and the main aim of Tepes is to investigate claims of paranormal activity, to look into them, to find logical explanations, and to report claims and stories from people. Though Tepes has visited a number of locations already, going forward, a number more are going to be visited. Tepes has arranged previously several different paranormal investigations that have recently been hindered due to the ongoing COVID pandemic. However, once this is over, investigations will pick back up and more content will be coming out from Tepes about these places. Tepes are also going to continue releasing episodes of the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point podcast, where we'll have guests, we'll have viewers, we will have just regular conversations about what's going on in the world. And with that, let's get on to the next segment, which is the Tepes Paranormal Talking Point podcast news review. For this segment, what we're going to do is we're going to go over some of the more recent news articles and headlines from the paranormal world, talk about what people have seen, their claims, go over their activity, and just generally discuss it. So without further ado, let's get into the first headline. So the first article we're going to discuss is from The Mirror, and it's of a woman who saw spirits and her body from above when she flatlined and died for 37 seconds. Out-of-body experiences and near-death experiences are something that I, again, am greatly interested in. Recently, a series on Netflix called Surviving Death came out, and that covered the subject quite well. You can see a review of this topic on Doody Rhino's YouTube channel. In this article, Stephanie Arnold from Chicago, USA, said she had premonitions that she would die in childbirth. In the Surviving Death documentary, she recounts that she told her husband and the doctor, but no one believed her. 
Horrifyingly, her prediction came true. After giving birth to her son, her heart stopped beating and she was legally dead for 37 seconds. The weird thing is that she described the event perfectly after being resuscitated, including what happened while she was dead. She described the doctors panicking, rushing around trying to revive her, and perfectly described the nurse jumping on her chest to give her CPR. She described that she could see other things. She could see her uncle nearby, her grandparents. She described hearing the doctor in the room say that this can't be happening, which the doctor has since gone on to confirm that she did in fact say. And then before long, she felt a pulling in the stomach as she jolted back to life in her body. So did this woman experience a near-death experience, and did she see the afterlife? Again, the documentary on Netflix is very interesting, and I would suggest checking it out for yourself, but she'd certainly experienced something. And while we may not know what it is, there is an unexplainable argument here that something happened to this woman. She saw things that she shouldn't have been able to see. She recounted things that she shouldn't have been able to recount. And generally, out-of-body and near-death experiences seem to be a potentially believable thing. The sheer number of cases like this and the sheer number of stories from people who have died or have almost died, whose spirits left their bodies who saw things that they had no right to be able to talk about, is very high and surprisingly accurate. So I'm not sure personally, but I do think that it needs further looking into as there must be something there just for the sheer number of times this happens to people. Next up we've got the headline of a ghostly figure caught on camera staring at people exploring an abandoned mental hospital. This headline is from January 2021 and is of what appears to be a ghostly figure that was caught on camera by two people exploring an abandoned mental hospital. Kaylee Love, who claims she hit the paranormal jackpot, encountered the spectral presence while exploring a derelict mental facility in Wales. In her footage, she sees an outline that is humanoid, and it appears at the end of a corridor which was empty only moments before. Kaylee didn't notice the figure at the time. She then lowers the camera, only to raise it again seconds later, at which point the spooky figure vanishes. It wasn't until she reviewed the footage later on that she spotted what was captured on camera, at which point she claims her stomach turned. She had to edit the footage later on to slow it down so others could get a good look, and it made her feel on edge and easy. Looking at the footage, there's definitely a figure at the end of the hallway. It does appear to be cloaked, and it's definitely staring at her. The 27-year-old thinks that it may have been a former patient. She didn't name the facility she visited. However, her description of the place matches that of the Mid Wales Hospital, a psychiatric facility in Talgarth that opened in 1903 and closed in 1999. So did she capture a ghost on video? I don't know. It's an interesting uh, article. The picture and video that she captured is certainly odd, and the way that the creature is there one moment and not the next is bizarre at most. Again, I think a mental hospital is going to be a location that, if locations can be haunted, will be haunted, just because of the amount of heartbreak and turmoil that takes place within, the sheer level of emotion that goes on. Do I think she captured something paranormal on video? I'm not sure. I would like to say so, but it could easily have been faked. And that's the problem with a lot of paranormal footage. It's that it's easy to fake. 
if you experience it for yourself and you know that it's not faked, then obviously you're going to believe it much more. Like with my paranormal experience, people don't necessarily believe when I tell them, but because it happened to me, I know it happened. I believe it. And with that, let's get on to our third and final news headline for this episode of the Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point Pod. So the final article we're going to discuss is from late 2020, and it's titled Exorcist Haunted by Headless Ghosts and Spirits Cut in Half After Japan's Tsunami. So in Japan, there was a well-known tsunami in 2011. On March the 11th, just before 3pm, a huge earthquake erupted under the ocean, and this caused a large wave which towered over Japan and destroyed a large area. This tsunami claimed the lives of more than 19,000 people. The massive waves, which reached around 133 feet, travelled at speeds of more than 400 miles an hour and crashed into the coast, and then travelled up to 6 miles inland, ferociously slamming and destroying anything in their path. People had mere minutes to flee their homes, with more than 100 evacuation sites being completely washed away. Many people drowned, but thousands more were killed by blunt force when objects such as trees and buildings were thrown aside and knocked into them. More than 120,000 buildings were destroyed, and roads as well as railway lines and homes were completely swept away or left without power. The tsunami also triggered meltdowns at the Fukushima nuclear power station, with most of the surrounding area still uninhabitable. And for a father of two in the area... Following the tsunami, the ghosts that were associated with it became all too real for he and his children. They'd escaped the tsunami, but the waves destroyed their home. They later made it back and managed to salvage two Buddhist statues from the wreckage. When these Buddhist statues were brought to their new temporary housing, strange things began to happen. His two children suddenly got sick, and inexplicable chills seemed to follow the family through the house. He said a couple of times while he was lying in bed, he felt something walk across him stepping across his chest. The worried dad felt there was only one place he could turn, and that was to exorcist Kensho Aizawa. Aizawa has helped countless families deal with ghosts following the tsunami, and said she's seen countless apparitions herself. She explained, There are headless ghosts, and some missing hands or legs. Others are completely cut in half. People were killed in so many different ways during the disaster, and they were left like that in limbo. So it takes a heavy toll on us. We see them as they were when they died. The problem of the visions of ghostly figures became so severe in certain areas that taxi drivers were in fear of picking up spectres instead of living passengers. Immediately after the tragedy, a lot of local people sought the exorcist's help to make sure their loved ones were happy and managed to move on well in the afterlife. But as time went on, they came to her with new problems, with sightings and experiences they were having, and to get help. At first, she says, people came here wanting to find the bodies of their family members. Then they wanted to find out exactly how that person died, and if their spirit was at peace. They've started wanting to transmit their own messages to the dead. For the father of two, his problems ended when he built a shrine for the two Buddhist statues, and he regularly prays for them. He's still convinced that they're haunted, and now believes his caring actions are keeping the spirits at rest and appeased. So again, with a large traumatic event such as the tsunamis in Japan, there's going to be a lot of restless spirits associated with it. Do I necessarily believe that the exorcist can communicate with these spirits and that they've been sighted and witnessed and experienced by people around? Not entirely. However, I am open to the idea. With that story, that wraps up the end of the news segment of this Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point podcast episode. And with that, I'm going to end the episode here. So thank you for listening to episode one of the Tepper's Paranormal Talking Point podcast. I've been your host, Scott Evans. 
please like and subscribe to the Tapas Paranormal YouTube channel. Find us on all social media as Tapas Paranormal. Follow us for further updates, competitions and more. And I'll see you later. Thanks for listening.